Hi, this is Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast. Welcome to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. I used to produce and edit the Google Teacher Podcast, hosted by Matt Miller and Casey Bell. You can enjoy the podcast once again, and be sure to visit the new website, chrisnessy.com slash googleteacherpod. Please note that any of the show note links mentioned in the episodes are no longer valid, but if you go to chrisnessy.com, dot com slash Google Teacher Pod, you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, and may the Googles be with you. Hey guys, this is Kim Lapree from the Teachers Need Teachers Podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Be sure to check out all of the other amazing podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to episode 87 of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, your source for the latest Google for Education news, tips, tricks, and ideas you can use in class tomorrow. I'm Matt Miller from Ditch That Textbook. And I'm Casey Bell from Shake Up Learning. And in today's episode, we're going to look at some summer learning opportunities that we want to share with you. So we're going to look at some free stuff. We're going to look at some online stuff. We're going to look at some face-to-face possibilities and online courses and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, we've got so much to share with you. So um, of course, we've got some Google News and updates, a couple of things I think people are going to be really excited about, as well as some features feedback from our listeners. So are you ready to do this, Matt? I am totally ready to do this. Let's do it. So to kick off our Google news and updates for today, I want to tell you about something new that you will find in the new Google sites. Now you're able to create and insert image carousels. So, you know, image carousels are like those little collections of uh, of images that you're able to flip through that kind of cycle through and show you. Um, so you have a variety of different pictures. Uh, so now instead of just being able to stick an individual image in, now you've got these carousels that you can add. And they're in the, they're in the right sidebar. All you've got to do is just insert image carousel. You select the images that you want to put in, and then you're in good shape. Uh, you can also decide to auto start it. You can decide to show the dots at the bottom that show the progress through the carousel. And other than that, you can feel free to put your adorable dog pictures in there like they did in this in this uh, blog post or, you know, whatever it is that you've got pictures of. You can put a carousel in so everybody can see those. And that should be coming out to... Um, to everybody pretty soon. So if you've got, if you've been using new sites, you might check out and see if you've got that feature ready for you. 
That's nice. And I'm sure that, you know, teachers have tons of pictures this time of year. You know, this is when you're putting together those end of the year projects. If you're allowed to post pictures of your kiddos or, you know, just pictures of their work and their learning and their projects. So some really great ways that maybe we, we will get that feature just in time to do that. So really love that they are still continuing to make Google Sites more robust. Now, I'm going to switch gears and talk a little bit about another Google app that is already pretty robust. And in fact, it's so robust, it confuses a lot of people. So (laughs) we're going to talk about Google Sheets. And they've actually added three new features that are going to help you format and work with your data. So the first one is the ability to remove duplicates. Where has this been my whole life? So, you know, we collect information. I know a lot of us use this in connection with forms. And sometimes I use this to run contests. And then people try to enter multiple times. And then I need to go back and figure out who did that. So, you know, removing duplicates required either an add-on or some really, you know, more sophisticated digging around to work with that data. But now it is going to be built into Sheets. So you will easily be able to go select your data and then go up to data in the, the menu and select remove duplicates. That easy. And you can even sort of choose some select Um, boxes in there to tell it exactly what you want to remove. So really excited. That's going to save me some time. The other one is to trim white space. So does this drive anyone else crazy? When I'm looking at a Google Sheet and I'm constantly like trying to resize and get everything just so, so, so I can see everything that I need to see in that sheet. And now you can easily, again, just select the data or select all and then go up to data and trim white space. And I don't know if it's as smart as what it's showing in the, the animation they have on the website, but it's even like evening out some of the, the, not just the spacing, but like centering and making everything look neat. So I'm really curious to see if it's really that smart because I need, (laughs) I need something that smart in my life. Um, We're also going to get some uh, popular keyboard shortcuts from other spreadsheets. They just say other spreadsheets. I'm guessing I know what that is. I know what that is. Inside sheets and these familiar shortcuts will make navigating and working with data in sheets quicker for users. So again, we can expect to see some of these coming. It looks like starting actually the day that we're recording today, but it will continue to roll out for um, a few more days. So I think you'll see it in May. Yes. Yeah. These are, these are super cool. And yeah, about the duplicates, I'm totally with you on that one, Casey. I'm like, where has this been? I, <laughs> I've used add-ons and, you know, just cobbled together different options and thank goodness, finally, they've got that. Moving on, uh, we've got a little bit of news from the Google I.O. conference. This is something that they do every year where they announce a whole bunch of new products and features and different exciting things happening at Google. And one of the, one of the focuses at the I.O. conference this year was Google Assistant. So I don't know about you, but Google Assistant is a very regular part of my life. Um, You know, I'm asking Google to play me music, to check my calendar, to uh, do simple math and just a wide variety of things. And it has continued to get bigger and better. And so I think this is something that even if we don't actively use it in the classroom with students all the time, this is definitely something that improves our teacher lives and our personal lives. So 
some different things that they're going to um, that they're going to be adding to the assistant. For one, they've got this thing called continued conversation where you can make several requests in a row without having to say Google, hey, Google each time. So <laughs> I just woke up my Google home. No, I'm not talking to you. So <laughs> instead of saying, you know, instead of calling on summoning Google multiple, multiple times, now you can just say it and put a whole bunch of them together. So that that is a feature that is coming. Um, they're also continuing to expand duplex. And duplex is that option where you can have the assistant book a car for you or make reservations or make a hair appointment or whatever. And, um, you know, they've uh, continued to expand that to Android and to iOS. And so now they're starting to expand it to the web too. And so it'll allow you to fill out forms online and a wide variety of things. Um, you've also got the ability to turn on driving mode. And so what's nice is it interacts, the assistant interacts well with Waze. If you're not familiar with Waze, it's one of those um, mapping apps that will give you directions. And it also shows you where the speed traps are and where potholes are and a wide variety of things. And it will turn on a driving mode that makes it super easy for you to get information real quickly at your fingertips uh, without having to take your eyes off the road too much. So, so many other things going on. The last one that they mentioned, this is a little teeny tiny thing that they say was really, really, really requested. If you ever start a timer or have an alarm and it's going off and you have to summon Google and then tell it to stop, it's kind of a pain in the neck. So now they've changed it. So all you have to do is just say the word stop. Now, it's not going to take your stop word and send it to the Google servers. They say that it happens on device. So your microphone will be listening for that word stop. It's not recording and it's not sending it to, to Google. But um, that does make things a little bit easier. So more and more things coming to the Google Assistant, which makes me happy because I use it all the time and hopefully will make you happy too. I find it so funny that you're saying summon. We summon Google as if we're sitting in like some kind of seance here. <laughs> That's true. I, I had to come up with something on the fly so that I didn't actually say, hey, Google, because every time I say that and I've got to turn it off now, my, my Google Home always activates. So I was like, while I was talking, I was going, how can I say that differently? <laughs> that's funny. No, that's that's just where my brain was like summoning Google. We're going to conjure Google. <laughs> we got the Ouija board out. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now this next announcement here actually came from IO as well. And we're going to get some more details about some of these announcements. And this one is called Helpful New Visual Features in Search and Lens. So if you are familiar with the Google search app and the Google lens app that uses the camera to do some really awesome things, well, they're adding even more awesomeness into this. So um, the first thing they talk about is the ability to use AR in Google search. So rolling out later this month, you'll be able to view and interact with 3D objects right from search. Now we are talking about on a mobile device with the camera and 
within the Lens app. And Matt and I were sort of going back and forth between our devices to figure this out. So on your Android device, you have a separate Lens app. So I'm not exactly sure because I don't have access to this yet on iOS. Some of this works inside of Google Photos and some of it does not. So of course, Google is going to work best with Google. And the 3D looks really awesome. They've of course, got all these animated visuals in here. And so, for instance, a student could be searching for a shark and then they can actually deliver what maybe summon a, summon a, yes conjure summon a 3d <laughs> shark into the space where they are at that moment and actually look at it in 3d so it is pretty cool um they're also working with some really interesting partners like nasa samsung target um i probably don't think target's gonna have any uh impact on maybe on learning but it definitely impacts teachers <laughs> yes <laughs> teachers yes. love target but so they're also doing doing some really cool things with the ability to see an animated model of the human body and anatomy. So this is both interesting and a little creepy, but to see a human body in action inside your current space. So using augmented reality. So they're showing this arm flexing its muscle and you can see that right inside your space. So bringing that human anatomy into the lesson. The other thing is that they are adding some really interesting features one, it's going to help you decide what to order on a menu. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so hallelujah. with Google Lens, you'll be able to use your camera, hover over that menu, and it's going to it's going to summon some information <laughs> from Google Maps so that you can see what other people are recommending and you know, reviews and things like that. Making that that's pretty awesome. So you know, yeah, if you ever suffer, you know, when you go somewhere, I don't know, like Cheesecake Factory where they give you a book right. and you have to choose something. So it would be very, very helpful to have that information. And then this next part that I know Matt is probably super excited yes. about, but the translating feature that we've had for a while, in fact, the, the original company that started this, I believe Google purchased this ability to um, Word Lens and they changed it to Google Lens so that you can use your camera, you know, show a, a piece of text text and it will translate it into the language of your choosing, which is, of course, great for so many reasons. Those foreign language teachers probably like this kind of stuff. I don't know. Sounds like something Matt might like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, it makes sense for for travel and other things like that. But the thing that I'm really interested in is that you're also going to get something that's going to read that text on the screen. So not just translate it, but read it aloud. So that's going to have that text to speech feature that is so great for helping struggling readers, ELLs, all kinds of students so that they get that and they can hear it read aloud and see it translated. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really pumped about that. And yeah, any, anything that, that continues to go with the, the translation and to help me pick out burgers at the restaurant is is definitely very appreciated. Uh, of course, you can always get the links to all of these at our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 87.
let's jump into some summer learning opportunities. So, you know, summer is seems to always be the time that we have the most opportunities as teachers. And it's also maybe not necessarily the time that you want to learn, but there are a lot of amazing opportunities for you. A lot of free, a lot of online stuff. And we want to make sure that we share with you all of the goodies. So I'm going to kick things off and talk about how you can get Google certified this summer. So I help a lot of teachers get Google certified through um, free resources that I have on my blog and free videos, but I also teach some online boot camps. So I have the Google Certified Educator Level 1 Academy, the Level 2 Academy, and the Trainer Academy. But here's the catch. They only open twice a year. So they will open on May 21st for limited enrollment. So that's just the enrollment window. You have to enroll by June 4th in order to get in and get started this summer. So if you've ever thought about getting Google certified, now is the perfect time to do it. And so many teachers have worked through these courses and have had success. And you know what? This podcast would not exist if Matt and I were not Google certified innovators. True. We would have never met. We would have never collaborated. And so people ask me all the time about the benefits. And I think the benefits go far beyond a badge. No matter which certification that you're looking at, there's so much that you can learn, but the confidence that you gain with the tools, I think is really something that helped push me into doing other things. So I really, really hope that other people will consider, you know, this opportunity this summer. And I will walk you through every single step. So with level one, we're going to go through everything you need to know to pass that exam. Level two, help you pass that exam. And with trainer, you have to take the trainer skills assessment, but you also have some really big application requirements. So there's so much that you have to create. You need a video. You've got to have experience. You've got to have resume. You've got to have training materials. And so I'm going to walk you through each piece of that pie so that you can submit the best application possible. So if any of these sound good to you, I do have a wait list and you can join that wait list or you can wait until May 21st and hope that you get in. But um, you can find all of the information, the links to each course and learn more about each course. Watch a video all in our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 87. Yes, that is that is a really really cool opportunity and short window of time so don't don't miss out on that at all. And I guess that's kind of the nice thing about these online courses is that if you want to go and um, do sort of a deeper dive with Casey and I about a variety of different topics, you've got you've got some things available to you. So um, I've got a course that's called Tech to Learn. And so the Tech to Learn online course is a version of the full day workshops that I've done at schools and school districts for years and years at this point. And um, I've basically taken the things that teachers have loved the most that they've found the most practical and most useful. And I have pulled them all into this course and focused them into these six modules, these six areas where technology can truly boost learning in the classroom. It's not just one of those things where you sprinkle some techie fairy dust on your existing lesson plans and hope something changes. 
um, you know, that whole superficial using technology for the sake of technology. These are the ones where learning, you know, some solid learning comes out of all of this. And so um, you'll get lots of practical examples. There are, there's more than seven hours of video instruction with me, um, downloadable checklists and just a, a whole variety of things. And what's nice is that our uh, Google Teacher Tribe listeners can get 50% off of the regular price of the course until the end of May. And so there is a link in the show notes, again, at googleteachertribe.com slash 87, uh, where you can click to enroll. There is um, There are a couple of selections that say May Sale, and those are the ones that you'll want to be able to get that discount. And whether you enroll in the course or not, I do have a free video series that helps you think through ways to use technology in meaningful ways in the classroom. So you can always go check out that video series for free or um, before the end of the May, you can get that, that great discount on the course. This is Chris Nessie, founder of the Education Podcast Network. ISTE 2019 is right around the corner and we're hosting an Education Podcast Network meetup. Come out on Sunday, June 23rd at 6 p.m. at Pat's King of Steaks and meet all your favorite education podcast network podcasters and connect with other listeners. We're going to have an old-fashioned cheesesteak challenge. We're going to eat at Pat's. We're going to eat at Gino's. We're going to have a good time, talk podcasting, and we'd love to see you there. Come out on June 23rd at 6 p.m. if you're going to be in Philly for ISTE 2019. I look forward to seeing you there. Now, back to the podcast. So let's talk about some of the free opportunities that are at your fingertips this summer. You know, online learning is bigger than ever. And we have all kinds of online conferences and summits and things like that, that you can take part in. And I wanted to mention the Hive Summit, which is August 1st through the 14th. And you can go to hivesummit.org to sign up and reserve your spot. It is free. There are nine presenters. I happen to be one of them, but even if you are tired of Casey, because you probably get enough of me on, the, on this podcast, there are some amazing voices that you don't want to miss. So Angela Mayers, Michael Matera, we've got CJ Reynolds and Ted Netsky. We've got Michelle Ferry and have I hit them on Lisa Johnson, one of my favorites. So um, the tech chef for you, if you followed her, Lisa's amazing. So she'll be involved as well. And Quinn Rollins and Dan Tricarico. So an amazing opportunity. And of course, you can participate online. You can follow the Hive Summit hashtag and learn more and connect with all of the speakers who are presenting at this online conference. Yeah, this is this is a really good one. Um, Michael Matera, one of the speakers, he started this last year, and um, I know lots and lots of people participated in it to rave results. So, um, really, really good stuff. And there's there's a handful of other ones that are available too. In fact, um, I get to work with the the Q organization. And we're going to put on a summit again this summer. We did this last year too. And our, we're going to be focusing on teacher wellness as our topic. And so we're going to have a wide variety of speakers related to that. Um, last year we talked about, it was, it was QCraft, which is focused on, um, 
you know, open pedagogy is what they call it, you know, like that good, solid teaching practices. And so we'll have all of those videos available July 29th through August 4th. And so you can go to ditchsummit.com to get more information about that and to sign up for more information about that. And then there's a couple of other ones I wanted to mention too. My friend Kim Strobel is running a summit this summer also. Summit this summer, say that five times fast. <laughs> and hers is called the Strobel Summit. And um, she's also going to have a wide variety of speakers. And you can head over to Strobel Education. That's S-T-R-O-B-E-L, StrobelEducation.com to get more information about that. And then there's also another one. This one, I believe, is a new one. And this one is called the Teach with Tech Conference. And um, I just found out about this one on Twitter. So I thought that I'd mention mention it. There is a free version where you can get access to all of the videos. I think there's also a paid one where you can have replays of the videos for a much longer time. But um, this one is going to have, it says 60 plus video sessions, 60 speakers. So they've got lots and lots of stuff available for you. So um, yeah, lots of these are available during the summer. So, you know, kind of pick and choose as you see fit. I know several of them will also offer certificates of completion for professional development credit. So getting some of those CEUs, some of those PD points for free is always really nice. So um, yeah, lots of things that you can check out during the summer. So I wanted to take a moment to mention a couple of other online courses, some from some friends of the tribe that are not free, but really great value. So the Chromebook infused classroom is an online course from our friend Holly Clark. And Holly is amazing. She's actually writing a book of the same name. But if you use Chromebooks or your school is going one to one with Chromebooks and you don't know where to start, this is the course for you. So she has put together some amazing resources to help you from start to finish to transform your classroom with these devices and, you know, not just have that tech thrown into your class, but actually have some meaningful pedagogy that goes behind it. So really recommend the Chromebook Infused Classroom and also wanted to mention that my friend Stacy Ogden has the Side Hustle Teachers Summer Camp. So completely different topic here. But um, first of all, if you find yourself in need of making some side money, <laughs> teachers never have to take summer jobs, do they? You don't have to teach summer school. No, of course we we always are undervalued and and don't actually get paid for a lot of the things that that we add to education. But there are lots of ways that you can make money online doing the things that you're passionate about. And so Stacy has put together this side hustle, side hustle teacher summer camp, and this will help you get started with your online business. So if you want to become a blogger like Matt and I, if you want to learn how you can create an email list and develop your own products and help share some of the amazing things that you create as a teacher, then this course is for you. I do want to mention that she does have an early bird enrollment. So um, be sure that you you pay attention to that. And there are two sessions. There's one in June and July, and then there's one from July into August. So if you really want to kind of take the step forward and learn how you can have a little bit of a side hustle, like you know, so many people are doing, so many teachers are doing right now, this is a great way to get started started. 
And so to wrap up all of these summer opportunities that are available to us, there is one great big conference that happens in June, and that is the ISTE conference. This year, it's running from June 23rd through the 26th in Philadelphia. And I know some of you that are listening are probably going to get to go to this conference, but sadly, (laughs) there's probably several of us that aren't. And for many years, that's the way that I was. And if that's the case, never fear. This is still a really great opportunity for you. So there is a Twitter hashtag. It's the not at ISTE Twitter hashtag. And you might check the hashtag not at ISTE and you might also check the not at ISTE 19 hashtag. And um, between the two of them, you'll have people that will be sharing the resources that they've found at ISTE with the folks that aren't at ISTE. So during, especially during those days, during the 23rd through the 26th and the days leading up to it and the days of following it, there's going to be lots of really good resources available out there, um, other people to be able to follow on Twitter and so on and so forth. So even if you can't make it to the ISTE conference in Philadelphia, this is a really, really good place to do some summer learning. And of course, you can follow the ISTE hashtag as well, ISTE19, I-S-T-E-19. And you'll get connected, though, with those who are at the conference, as well as everybody who's got that FOMO thing going on. So if you're afraid of missing out on some of the amazing things and sort of the the big mama of all ed tech conferences, this is your way to connect. And that's what I love about conferences now is even when you don't get to attend live, Everybody is so willing to share, you know, links and resources and online. And I know Matt and I will be sharing links from our presentations as well. So be sure that you look for those. And of course, you can find links to all of this information in our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 87. There's a letter in your mailbox. Hey, you know what? This is all your mail. Hey, maybe I'll give you a call sometime. You've got mail. All right, Tribe, it is mailbag time, and we have a voice message from Laura Steinbrink from Missouri. She has a really good suggestion. This this is actually, this is a pretty cool idea, a way to use Google Translate that I never really would have thought of, but totally brilliant. Laura, go ahead and take it away. This is Laura Steinbrink from Missouri, a.k.a. at Steinbrink Laura on Twitter, Instagram, and Voxer. If you need a tip to help students edit their writing. I have a great one today using Google Translate. If you will copy and paste what you have written, or actually your students have written, into Google Translate and let it play back in English, they can listen to other languages later for fun. But if you'll start, let it read it to you in English or read it to your students in English. They will hear mistakes that they wouldn't catch while proofreading. Because generally, when we are writing something, our brain knows what we want to say. So when we proofread it, it often will skip over errors because it knows what we meant to say, and it doesn't actually see what we put. That's a common problem with proofreading. But if Google Translate reads it back to you, then you will hear those mistakes, and you can go back and fix your paper. That's what I have today. Have a great week, everyone. See, I've fallen into this exact same trap before where I've written something and then I've read back over it and I totally miss mistakes that I've, that I've made. So I think, I think this is really good. And 
in addition to that, I think that sometimes whenever you hear things back in somebody else's voice, in this case in Google Translate's voice, sometimes you hear the flow of it in your word choice and you know the way that you've structured your sentence and you think, oh, that's kind of awkward. I could do that better. And you end up making some revisions because of it. So I think this is a really, really cool idea. And thank you, Laura, for leaving the message and um, giving us that idea. Yeah, that's fantastic. And as a writing teacher, I know that's that's a strategy. It's something I still use almost every day is reading my own writing aloud because you just don't catch everything when you're used to staring at it on the screen. So great tip, Laura. We have another tip here from Nancy Green. And Nancy says, Casey, thanks for making your free course, How to Create Magnetic Poetry with Google Slides and Drawings available. I have a suggestion for creating the word images. So she is talking about, just in case anybody has no idea. So I have a a template or a few templates for creating magnetic poetry in a digital form. So taking that whole refrigerator thing and putting it in here. And the problem is, is that you have to create those words as images so that the kids don't don't edit them, that they're just moving them around as like drag and drop activities in Google Slides or drawings. And so what Nancy has discovered is this great way to sort of trim that down into an easy, easier way of creating all those images. So what she does is she takes a screen, she actually types all the words into a table in a Google Doc, and then she takes a screenshot of the table. And she goes to imgonline.com.ua. I never have used this before, so I'm very interested to hear how it works. And then she uses their cut images into pieces tool. And what it will do is it will actually see those lines and magically cut each one into the little boxes that we need for the activity. So uh, I think this is a fantastic little workaround or a time saver, I should say, so that you can create those things. And I'm sure there are many other things that we have to create in, for those types of drag and drop activities where we want it to be an image so that it's not editable. And when kids move it around, you know, that it it doesn't, you know, they don't accidentally delete something in it. So um, I bet this would work for some other types of, of little clip art and things that we're making different copies of as well. So I think that's a great tip. Thank you for this, Nancy. Yeah, that is. That's really good. I have a blog post and, and podcast that I want to share with you. And I had the wonderful opportunity of interviewing Tony Vincent on the Shake Up Learning Show. And if you haven't figured this out yet, I want to be Tony Vincent when I grow up. I mean, (laughs) I pretty much said that on the podcast. It became sort of shameful how much I was gushing. Totally geeked out the first time we met. Uh, It was a little fangirl moment for me. I don't know if Tony realizes how much of a fangirl I really am. But Tony Vincent is here today. And I can't wait to share all of his knowledge with the Shake Up Learning Show listeners. So welcome to the show, Tony. (laughs) Thanks, Casey. It's awesome to be here. I guess I'm kind of fanboying over you, too. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. I really, really appreciate you being here. 
but he is amazing. And so Tony has worked as a coach and a consultant, and he recently went back to the classroom. And so I wanted to find out, okay, you know, what's it like going back into the classroom? You know, what were the aha moments? What are you doing? And everybody wants to know, okay, how techy did he get? And he has done some amazing things, although he was really hard on himself and felt like he should have been doing more. But he has some great tips. In fact, he talked a lot about how he didn't just have a class theme for his fifth grade class, but they designed their own class brand. They even created a logo. They have t-shirts. It's on their their website. They created a podcast. He's got all these amazing ways that he's working with groups and giving students roles and even created some 3D printed ID tags for group roles, which I thought was super awesome and just tons and tons of tips. In fact, I had a really hard time just coming up with one title for this episode, but Tony is amazing. So if you want to listen to that, it will be in our show notes. Oh, that's that's got to be such a cool one. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Um, I've got a an updated post. This is one from a little while back called the Google Drawings Manifesto for Teachers. And if you haven't tapped into Google Drawings yet, oh my goodness, it's it really is. Depending on the day that you ask me, I may say that this is my favorite of all of the apps in the G Suite. And so what this post digs into is the kinds of things you can do with Google Drawings. It even gives you some tips and some of the lesser known features within it. Um, And then it also breaks down about nine or 10 different ideas, like teaching ideas, things that you can do with Google Drawings in your classroom. And we cover infographics, interactive posters. We can do blackout poetry, timelines, uh, comic strips. There's a wide variety of things. And of course, it goes into detail about how to create all of those. So I didn't use that word manifesto lightly. There is a lot in this post. So if you're looking for new ideas, maybe something fun to wrap the school year up or something kind of as a cumulative activity, Google Drawings could be the tool that you're looking for. So definitely go check that out. you've got lots and lots of opportunities this summer. Summer is coming. It's getting close. We're excited about all of the things that, that we can be doing over the summer to improve as educators. And as the summer gets closer, that means that we are counting down the last few episodes of this season of the Google Teacher Tribe. And Casey, you know what that means. It's time for tips from the tribe. That's right. So I guess we can say it's a tradition now. We are in season three of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. And at the end of each season, we do an episode that is all tips from you, from y'all, all y'all, I should <laughs> all say, y'all. <laughs> all y'all better leave us some speak pipe messages. So we want to hear your best tips, your best tricks, your best lesson plans, lesson ideas, ways to engage students. And please, you know, go to googleteachertribe.com. You can click on feedback and leave us. We like to speak pipes. If you haven't figured that out, we want your voice to be on the episode. So um, this last episode of the season will be all about that sharing that comes from the tribe, that comes from you, which makes this podcast so powerful. So please, please, please continue to connect with us. We're nearing the 100 mark, y'all. So how will we celebrate? We'll also take some ideas for that. So that will that will come in the fall. But 
We are definitely looking forward to learning some some tips and tricks from you. We certainly are. So that will do it. And we will see you on the next episode of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and by visiting googleteachertribe.com. Get in on the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag GTTribe. Until next time, keep harnessing the G Suite power. And may the Googles be with you. Okay. Grief. There's a bunch of noisy kids outside my window. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Tell them to get off your lawn. I'm podcasting. Don't you know this? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't, even, I don't even think they're in my, I don't, I don't think they're even that close. So it's just, I can hear them through the window. So, okay. You ready? Fantastic. And what a bargain. So I'm going to switch gears and talk about some free online <laughs> learning that you can do this summer. Are you okay? <laughs> I just choked on my car. Oh, I was like, what, were you laughing at me <laughs> no, or what happened? No, I'm sorry. I was like, where's the mute button? Where's the mute button? And I couldn't find it in time. Sorry. Oh, you need your cough button. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me get this out of it's my okay, system. It's okay. I can start again. <clears throat> there. I'm better now. Okay. Carry on. Thank you once again for listening to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. For the latest on Matt Miller, be sure to visit his website, ditchthattextbook.com. For the latest on Casey Bell, be sure to visit her website, shakeuplearning.com. And to keep up with me and get the latest in education technology, be sure to visit my website, chrisnessy.com. And I invite you to listen to the House of EdTech podcast.